UFOs, Bigfoot, paranormal input. Go ahead now, get mystical. Mystery and magical. UFOs, not typical. Bigfoot, not typical. You ask me why I'm skeptical. I say questions are questionable. Is the truth alien to you? Alien to get my message through. Aliens might message you. Aliens are sliding through. The wild signal we're plotting to. Algorithms they find is true. Typical. Skeptic. Shut Got no time for no petty turns, pandemic, a pandemic turn, horror still in Amityville, Bayonet in Gettysburg, Mothman, TNT, Factory, Red Eyes, Blue Dog Man, Howling in the Street, I'm typically skeptic of what I see, Voodoo Hoodoo in New Orleans, Thunderbird, Swamp Thing, is it real, I was wondering, typical, skeptic, show, typical, skeptic, show. Hey guys, welcome back to the Typical Skeptic channel. I have another fascinating guest with me today, um, someone whose channel I enjoy a lot, and I hope you guys will too, um, if you don't already join, but you might already watch both of our channels. So, And who I'm talking about is I have with me Yan Gray, or he calls himself Mr. Gray, or they call him Mr. Gray. Um, he's a Canadian experiencer. He's the, he's the, uh, he owns the channel Experiencer Interviews on YouTube. Um, he, he interviews a lot of ET uh, contact experiencers. Um, besides that, he works in the mining industry as a geo database manager. He's a college graduate, two mining degrees, one in geology and in one in mineralogy. He holds private gatherings with people who are interested in knowing more about the ET phenomena, helping them with their awakening process. Um, Yan Gray has been an experiencer since the age of three years old. Once he started grade school, his experiences stopped, but came back when he finished with a conditioning education process at the age of 25. From ETs, UFOs, angelic experiences, and psychic traditions, visions, and communications with the afterlife, he has been blessed with the chance to live out these experiences. And I want to give him a big warm welcome to the show. Yan, thank you for coming on my show. How are you? Doing well, my brother. Thanks for having me. Yeah, this is going to be awesome. He has a presentation, guys, that he's prepared. So I'm going to be basically sitting back and I'll ask questions here and there. But um, I'll let you uh, take over. And um, yeah, um, thank you, by the way. Yeah, this is awesome. Well, thank you. Um, so yeah, my presentation is called, uh, well, it's basically uh, my my life story up until now, roughly. I think that there's a last slide I might have to uh, I'll have to add because I didn't have the chance to add it today. But uh, so yeah, so my presentation is called uh, "ETs, Angels, and Everything in Between." So, like you said, uh, okay, I'm a, I'm a Canadian experiencer. I was born in '75 uh, in Ontario, Canada. So I raised I was raised in a small village, let's say, a small town called Tomogamy, Ontario. Um, thanks to Google, I've learned that there's a lot of uh, Bigfoot sightings in the area because wow. that's basically in the woods. So probably about a uh, few hours north of Toronto, Canada. Uh, so growing up, my mother was into angels, a lot of pendulums and, and crystals. So that wasn't really too uh, awkward for me to, to see those in the house. Uh, my grandmother, uh, I learned uh, after she passed away that she had a lot of dreams about flying. So that was a bit interesting concerning the uh, her bloodline that I'm going to talk about later on. So when I was a kid, uh, eventually my, my dad, he, he worked for the uh, the logging industry. And that went downhill, so we uh, he moved, uh, well, the whole family moved back to Quebec, Canada in 1984. So I've been in Quebec ever since. So yeah, I do have two uh, college degrees in the uh, mining industry. So yeah, so this is how's the, uh, how my channel looks like. So that's the basically the logo. And these are the type of, uh, of people I do interview. I, I did a, a MyLab panel with uh, these fine ladies. So uh, do 
if you guys do have the time to check it out, do check it out. Um, so for, for me, where it all started. So again, I was born in Ontario. Uh, so around the age of two and a half, three uh, in tomogamy. Um, so I'm the firstborn of two. I'm the eldest. And so this was in 75-ish. So around 78. And uh, so I'd wait no, during the, uh, as soon as I go to bed at night, um, I tell my mom that there would be people in my bedroom at night. I can't recall their faces, but I knew that they were there. And I was so, so afraid knowing that they were there, that I would sleep with my belly against the wall, tucked. Like I couldn't get closer to the wall. I, I, I tried to go through it. I was so afraid that I, I'd sleep with my belly tucked against the wall like a plank. And I, I didn't move like that. I, I, I stuck against it. Sometimes I'd be in fetal position, uh, maybe for protection of sorts. But um, I did. I slept like that up until the age of 11, roughly. Eventually, early teens, it became more of a habit, I suspect. But uh, because the, um, uh, the being sort of uh, stopped coming to me when I started grade school. But uh, again, during those years um, before my brother was born, because um, I'm four, four years older than him, um, I would sometimes, my mom would wake up at night and she would realize that I'd, I'd be beside the bed watching her sleep. But again, in the first years, I didn't have a normal bed. I was in the crib, so I, as you can see me there. So, but somehow I would, I'd be able to get out of the crib without hurting myself and walk to her uh, bedroom and watch her sleep. Now, I, I spoke to a MUFON researcher once and he told me sometimes when kids are being brought back from being abducted, the, the, the children go to their mom's bedroom to watch them sleep because it brought them uh, a form of security. So that I found that pretty interesting. So at the age of nine, um, we moved to, to Quebec. And again, like I said, the uh, everything stopped around at the age of 11. But the thing is, when I was in, on, uh, in Quebec, uh, again, early teens, well, about to be a teenager, but uh, I remember uh, how it stopped is that uh, I'm, I'm on my, I'm sleeping, I'm conscious, but my eyes are closed. And I realized within that aspect of, uh, being so it's like semi-conscious in the bed, I realized my legs are up in the air at a 45 degree angle. And in my mind, I cry out, no. And as, as soon as I do that, I feel my legs fall to the bed and I, then I black out. Wow. So, but again, growing up with having lived through that to me, I, again, this is in the seventies. We didn't know anything about ETs, abductions. Uh, and this is northern, like northern Ontario in the woods. We didn't have any. Like we had a black and white TV with uh, three channels with you know the bunny ears. So that's how I grew up. We no 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 uh, no cable whatsoever. So um, I, I had a normal upbringing, normal childhood. Finished high well, both. I you know both grade school and high school were both in English, even though I'm in Quebec. Um, I, you know, finished college with two degrees, and then I'm finally on my own for the first time, out of the the conditioning, you know, the whole school thing. And uh, so I'm working at a mining research center in Quebec City, and uh, just about uh, I'm about to fall asleep, and I'm but I'm, I'm totally aware, of course. I'm looking at my bedroom closet, and in the space between the closet and the air between the space of the closet and my bed, my face, the air starts to bubble. Or a bit like energy rising from hot pavement, let's say. And within that haziness of energy, I see my brother's face tilted to the side, 
his eyes are closed, and I get the feeling that he's drowning. So I call up my my go-to person when it comes to these these experiences. I call up my mom the next day, and I tell her the story. A week later, she calls back because I I was living like nine hours away from them, so I, I never had the chance to really uh, drive down and see everyone. She tells me that my brother is at the hospital getting massive blood transfusions for an entire week because he was taking uh, medication. I think it was a, a form of methotrexate for his IBS. And uh, it was a new medication, let's say. And his uh, blood platelets became severely low and he, he almost died. But he was so healthy because he was doing karate and uh, he was physically strong that he was, he was able to you know, get through it. But for an entire week, he got massive blood transfusions just to bring the, the uh, his platelets up and for the, the medication to leave his body. So that was uh, like my first vision of when things went wrong with my family. So the, that so that now these the visions started to kick in again. But I didn't. To me, this wasn't. To me, this was normal a bit. But this was the first time of having this happen. So I had to contact my mom as she was the the person to contact to. Um, now the thing is, uh, growing up. Now, this is an important thing to to remember when uh, following my story. For those that were in the 70s, there's a, a movie called Child of the Glass. Uh, the plot follows a young boy who moves into a former plantation in Louisiana and encounters the ghost of a young girl who was murdered on the property. Now, growing up, that image of the lady in white um, stuck with me my entire life. I, I've never saw, I never, I've only seen parts of this movie because, you know, this was 78 and I was a bit young. But I never saw the entire movie, but I saw certain parts of it. And that movie traumatized me. And I never knew why. Can I, can I tell you something? Do you remember those old Disney? We was, I was talking to someone the other day on my show about these old Disney movies. Like, I, I didn't grow up with them either. But I remember seeing them. Like, I remember just strange. Uh, I, I would just name one that I remember. One was called Darby O'Gill and the Little People. And it was literally about like leprechauns. You know what I mean? Like about this man who's had experiences with leprechauns. And that takes me back into the the, the, the abduction lore, the, the stories of fairies. And, you know, um, yeah. it seems like Disney back in those days was portraying things like ghosts. And they weren't really ex- ex- not alien abduction, but they were uh, they were on the fringe, and I don't even think they... Maybe it was more accepted back then. What do you think? Well, remember Return to Witch Mountain? No, but I've heard of it. Was that a good movie? That's, a, that's an alien... That's a, that's a Starseed movie, if you ever saw one. Oh, wow. Wow, that's awesome, man. Two children from outer out. space. The, I, I guess the family crashed on, uh, on Earth. The two children get uh, sidetracked, I know, but they have to know they have to go back to this mountain to get to be brought to, to be able to get rescued from uh their their star family up in space wow return to which mountain so yeah that's a if that ain't disclosure somehow i don't know what it is but yeah but they then they stopped like it, maybe when they they signed with pixar or, or not signed with Pixar, but maybe with something changed along the way where they, well, they they did a reboot with uh the rock actually did they re- oh that wow that's yeah. that's amazing like but um I think there was a whole, I mean, even if you just look at the, the the movies of like, like just movies like Mary Poppins and Willy Wonka and like, you know, they, they were always, I, I think our childhoods, because I was born in 1980, mm-hmm. I think our childhoods were filled with a lot more, I don't know, imagination and adventure yeah. as compared to kids nowadays, would you say? Yeah. Oh yeah, there's a lot more, yeah, there was a lot more magic then, but today is a bit more, it's more conditioning, 
Yes, I believe so. I believe so. It was it was more open. It was it was it was a it was a beautiful time to grow up. I think you know I think we were really lucky. But I think that's the kind of things that spawned us to do me and you to do the things that we do today. Like you talk to experiencers, I talk to people of all different kinds, and like and 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 you know maybe maybe that had something to do with it or the way we grew up. You know, I don't know. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I didn't. So yeah, so this um, uh, was in the summer of 2008, roughly, let's say. Uh, I was dating this new girl, and uh, I came. Um, so I came. My my contract with the mining research center finished, and I, and I came back home. Um, I'm in a, a new apartment, and new girlfriend. Things were going well, uh, and uh, again, I didn't know anything about ETs. I just had this super, like, vision thing happen to me. Um, and uh, so one time, uh, summer 2008, let's say, uh, it was uh, I was renting a, a second-story apartment building, uh, apartment uh, in a in a house, and the uh, it was very hot outside. Uh, the The curtain was open. Try to get some uh, some airflow, and I uh, wake up. I'm on my normally I sleep on my my stomach because you know I'm a child of the 70s. This time, uh, out of some, for some a strange reason, I was uh, on my back, and. Um, so I start, yeah, I woke up around 6 a.m., start looking around the, the apartment. And uh, what I'm seeing is, uh, so that's the, the second story window right there. So so imagine from my point of view, I open my eyes. I'm just looking around the apartment like that. And uh, what I'm seeing is uh, a black outline. So I'm seeing something so, somewhat transparent. So I start moving around the black outline. And it looked to me like an upside down guitar pick. And uh thought, is that a face or something? So I start concentrating inside the, the head, let's say. And that's what I'm seeing. Two huge black eyes, more blacker than the 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 uh the inside of the face, because it, it was uh, transparent. And I'm seeing the, the bottom part of a long chin. And I thought to myself, oh, that's that's probably a ghost. And I felt for some reason super, super calm. You'd think that I'd I'd start panicking with something flying over my head. But no. And for like 30 seconds, I watched it and I get the idea, turned around and hug your girlfriend. So that's what I did. And I fell asleep. So this is the best image of a uh, of the being that I could find on the net. Uh, mine was about maybe six feet tall. But yeah, the head was floating six foot off the uh, off the floor. But yeah, that's the, the best representation I could find of the head on the net. That's so interesting. Like, do you think these were like a, a, a form of gray or? What? Yeah, I think it's a gray or a mantid. It's the uh, the thing that can, can, I didn't know again about ETs back then. So that that's why I put it off as a ghost because there's a lot of ghosts in my family. Again, another experiencer thing. But it could have been at the bottom part of the chin. It could have been a mouth, but I didn't see any. Uh, it, a lot of the grays that I tend to see are wrap around. You know, have the tear-shaped eyes. Nothing with the the oval, uh, the round shape. Uh, most most uh, insectoids I've been I, I've been talking to people or I've, I've seen on the net representations all have some have like round eyes so I don't know now do you do you think the grays are, like spawn off the mantids do you think the mantids make the grays or do you think the reptilians do or what what do you think the grays are if you had no. to guess well there's a lot of grays uh, grays out there uh, you got the the human human created grays which I think to me I get do a lot of the the bad abductions out there 
you know, you've got the Zetas that a lot of uh, the people that I've interviewed are really, really good to them. So uh, there's more, there's, there's a lot more good to, when it comes to the grays and bad. Um, I know that, uh, what's his name? I, I've, I've Skyped with him once or twice. Uh, yeah, Simon Park said that the grays were created by the mantid. So again, uh, I don't know those answers, but there's there's a lot of uh, different I guess, ideas or uh, or hearsay. I don't know. I'd, I'd rather not be, uh, you know, I'd rather not put my, 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 my foot on a, an idea because I haven't. Yeah, uh, I just like because I know you've interviewed a lot of people like me, so I just kind of wanted to get your idea. I don't want you to have to spike. I mean, I don't want you to, you know, I just wanted to get your idea on like what, what I mean, because I, I think the same thing is what I'm getting like that the Zetas are are nice to a lot of people, and then there's like these. I, I've heard that from Judy Carroll that there's these like made up ones that the humans make or something that they're. Uh, but then I've also heard from Elena Danan that there's like. 60 different species of grays supposedly yeah. or something like so it's probably like uh, a uh, a smorgasbord of aliens right that we don't even know because we only see only a little bit of the electromagnetic light spectrum you know i know i know i know it, sorry it's crazy uh like i've a lot of people that i've interviewed in the past to the what they see is it looks like a gray but it's like a different offshoot so there's a lot of there's a lot of hybridization i suppose and there's a lot of races out there, so it's way too complicated. It really is. But I love talking about it. That's why I wanted to have you on, because I know you enjoy talking about it as well. It's it's, it's definitely um, interesting trying to figure out what, what's going on, you know? I get yeah. so, uh, I don't know. I, I think I'll be chasing for the rest of my life. I don't know, you know? Yeah, so, uh, so, yeah, so back to that same apartment. Um, again, like I put 2007, 2009. I suspect that the thing happened in 2008 again. Uh, I was with the same girlfriend. I was sleeping, and uh, uh, I was sleeping on my left side, and uh, facing the uh, the bedroom doorway. And an inch from my ear, let's say, I hear a, a woman's voice say, whispered but strongly. And the the woman says to me, uh, "You're going to be uh, an uncle and your parents' grandparents." I wake up thinking somebody's in the bedroom. Uh, the light switch is just above my head. I switch it on. No one's there. I turn around, looked at my girlfriend. She was sleeping. Okay, that's weird. So I fall back to sleep, call my mother, tell her the story. Forget about it then. Three months later, now, a, a flashback there. Um, my brother, he, uh, he got married somewhat young uh, at the age of 24, I believe. No, he was 22 and I was 25, roughly-ish, or 21. He was 21. But uh, he got married young, and uh, for a while, they tried to they try to get, he wanted to, uh, you know, a child, because I don't have any children. And uh, for, like, years and years, he tried to get his wife pregnant. Nada, nothing happened. She had in vitro. Uh, it cost a lot of money. She had got injected with so many hormones that her belly swelled up super big. She almost died. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. They brought her back to her local hospital for like a week until her belly came back to to normal. Uh, yeah, things went bad. So we thought, okay, well, this is it. Uh, for like fifteen grand that they invested trying to get children, uh, you know, make her pregnant, never, nothing worked. So we forgot about it. So one day I get this voice telling me I'm going to be an uncle. Three months later, my brother calls up and says, uh, "Yan, um, do you feel old?" I thought, well, that's a weird question. Why? Well, he says, you're going to be an uncle. 
Now, I became uh, the kid's uh, grand, uh, uh, godfather. And um, so called my mom. And uh, of course, my brother called her first. And my mom says, do you remember the, uh, the voice thing? And that's when it kicked in. My jaw dropped. And I thought, oh, my God, that actually happened. So, yeah, a spirit, I don't know, guardian angel, ET, I don't know, something female told me that um, I'm going to be an uncle. I remember the 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 glass child movie, uh, you know, white lady thing that again, there's a female thing that that seems to be following me all my life. So I was uh, I was starting to feel changes in my body. Uh, I used to be a bodybuilder. Uh, I'm super thin now, but um uh, I knew I had to. I wanted to meet a medium to tell me about my future, what's going to happen, and stuff and stuff like that. So my mom, again, into this type of stuff. She says, "Well, I know this lady. She's really good. She does conferences and stuff." And uh, I give her a call. So I I, I go see her, and uh, during the um, that uh, meeting, she's always looking at the side of me, as if somebody's beside me, and uh, she's got watery eyes. And uh, she felt really sad about me. And she says, um, eventually we come to the part where, uh, am I going to meet someone? And she says, uh, you're going to meet someone in uh, maybe a year and a half, two years tops. She's going to be blonde and she's de- she's doing this. I thought, what is she doing? And she says, okay, her hair is going to be here. And uh, I even uh, pick up cards and I take cards, uh, she she you know she she displays a whole bunch of cards and she uh, I take them out of the uh, the deck and I and the, these are the ones that I want and the way that she was reading the cards is Yan do you, do you realize everything that you've took it you, you took out of the deck shows me that you're gonna be with this person like she was amazed like and she showed me the other cards that I that I didn't take every every card in the deck that I, I didn't take would have offsetted the the result so I thought that was amazing so. Uh, summer of 2009, I buy a new house. And um, uh, yeah, and that, that the, the old apartment there. I, I, during that night, I hear a woman's voice say, serendipity. Now, I had no idea what that word meant. I had to Yahoo it because I didn't, we didn't know about Google at the time, 2008, 2009, let's say. So I had to Yahoo it. And it said serendipity means the, the occurrence and development of events by by chance in a happier, beneficial way. So that really stuck with me. So why did I hear that uh, a word that I never heard before? And uh, something's going to happen to me. So uh, summer 2009, I buy a new house. So this, um, I had an event where I, 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 I've, asked, I've asked my boss for a raise. And he got me so, so... Uh, I was, I can't say afraid, but uh, so stressed out that I didn't even, I practically didn't breathe during the entire meeting. So I, I came out of it with no raise. My head was spinning and I started vomiting at the apartment. Uh, I mean, uh, at, uh, at the office. So the secretary brings me back home and I, I, I fall asleep in front of the toilet. And uh, I wake up. Eventually I go to bed. My heart's racing. And I was born with a heart defect and I thought I was going to die really. And um this time, the thing is, I, I, I'm conscious, but I realize uh, I'm sleeping on the floor, but I know my body's in the bed. And I hear a, a, a woman's voice say, what are you doing on the, uh, on the floor? And then I feel two arms hugging me. 
and I feel love and I, I start feeling being tugged back into the bed. And uh, then, but eventually I, I realize I'm in, again, this time I'm in the the, the bedroom corner because you can see at the, uh, at the end, that's where my bedroom was. So I'm in the bedroom corner and I hear the, I'm out of body and I oh, hear wow. uh, the, the door open. So imagine like you're uh, you're you're a kid and uh, you've done something bad and your dad says get in the corner. So that's what I was doing. I was I was in the corner, and uh, out of body. And I hear the door open. So I turn around, I look at the door, which was uh, maybe uh, close to the the chairs here. Nothing. The door's not open. I turn around, and I feel a hand coming in through my back, my energetic back, let's say, and I feel uh, a hand jump on my heart. Because my heart was racing because of the uh, the event with my my boss, and I as soon as he starts touching my heart, I feel my body, because I'm still connected to it. I feel my heart starting to slow down, and then I feel myself. I come back into my body and I start sleeping normal again, and I wake up the next day as if nothing happened. Wow. Um, so during the the house activity that I had during 2010 2013 in that house. Um, I started getting taps on my back. Uh, then what, I started getting double taps. What do you mean? Up. Like you'd just be walking and something would tap you on your shoulder or what? Oh, no. I'm in bed and somebody taps me to wake up. Oh, my God. That had to be freaky. First time I wasn't too sure because my uh, my back wasn't really under the covers. So I thought, okay, maybe I'm cold. I'm getting a, like a normal twitch because of uh, you know the cold. But then I started getting double taps at night, sometimes even twice during the same night. And I'm totally under the covers. Like, you can feel it. Um, I started being felt up. My trash bin, which is, uh, I'll, I'll show you guys later, um, it was plastic. And I realized that um, I started hearing sounds in the, the kitchen, maybe a half past midnight. And eventually, I got tired of hearing it. So one morning, I started going around the, the kitchen, opening the drawers, trying to figure out what made the noise. Then I realized it was my trash bin cover that would open and close and uh, on itself. Okay. And eventually my, 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 my fiance to be at the time, she even heard it. She said, what was that? And then I told her, don't worry. It's just a trash bin. <laughs> um, so sometimes I, in that bedroom, I would hear uh, just about to fall asleep within that theta ray with a theta, you know, vibration thingy. I, I start hearing children beside my bed laughing. Even my at the time, my, my new fiance to be, she even saw a goat, the spirit of a young ghost, walk in the uh, right in front of the bed. Again, it could have been that child of glass, the girl that I talked about. Um, I, I I was taking care of the uh, the neighbor's cat uh, during the winter time because he didn't take care of it, and uh, he went off for, like on vacation, and the cat probably died outside. But because I took care of the cat for a while. One time I was on my bed and I saw a white light jump in from the, the floor onto my my knees, let's say, and then it ran off. Um, and during that, also within that bedroom, uh, sometimes my me and my fiance, we'd have these uh, sort of high energy. Our, our cells started to vibrate really badly and it was painful and we had to get up and that uh, because I'll, I'll talk about her later, but she, she, she was an abductee. So we had a lot of stuff happen in that um in that bedroom. So, uh, so meeting of a British abductee. So remember the the medium that told me that I'd be meeting someone. Okay. Um, 
one time in uh, 2012, I had to go to Walmart of all places. And uh, I see an old friend there that I haven't seen in like years. And um, uh, so we start talking and he says, oh, well, I'm waiting for someone, uh, a girl. And uh, so we start talking and eventually this um, this uh, blonde lady, but she had long blonde hair, not short blonde hair, long blonde hair. And she she starts walking towards us and I'm, like she was beautiful, like a beautiful angel, like she was God beautiful. And uh, so I started looking to and fro beside her, waiting for the lady because I never imagined that that girl was the, the her, his friend, let's say. So she stops in front of us and I realize it's her and she starts speaking. Then I realize she, 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 she's British, a beautiful, beautiful, uh, like, like almost like noble English voice, really, like in the movies. And um and then she she says to me, uh, so it, like we talked like for a half an hour, and uh, she uh, I, I come back home, and uh, eventually she emails me and tells me that I'm starseed. Now uh, the presentation tells me not to forget the word serendipity. Now remember, serendipity may may uh, said that uh, uh, well it was defined that I was going to meet somebody in a weird place, like a, a like a happy meeting, so out of the blue. So this was the the voice directing me to the the fact that i'm gonna meet somebody and um so yeah so my friend tells me that uh i'm a starseed and i thought oh my god is that a like a, a sect of course uh of sorts i had no idea what she meant and she started explaining things to me and then i started connecting the dots with my own my own stories um so i start yeah i make live connections start you know again this was in 2012 the pleiadians was a hot thing at the time end of the world you know meditation I did a lot of that, and uh, sometimes one, one night uh, I was dreaming that I was. Uh, oh, this was cool. Again, this could be like a, a pre-life thing. Thing I don't know, like a, a like a contract thing. I'm in orbit. I'm looking down towards Earth. I'm beside my mom. I'm with other people. Everybody's happy because they're knowing they're going down to Earth. And I look at my dad, my Earth dad, but. He has my earth dad's face, but I know he's not my dad for some reason. Freaked me out. But I, I don't know what, what what's the meaning, but yeah, it still freaked me out. So uh, again, end of December, end of the world, started meditating for the planet again. Try to raise its vibration. And one time I go to bed, I, as soon as I close my eyes, what I'm seeing behind my left eyelid is a black box. And in that black box, I see the side view of an old typewriter typing something. And the feeling I get from that is Whoever showed me this wanted me to start blogging my stories. So my my fiance, the which she eventually turned out the the blonde lady, um, she she was blogging her stories because she's a, a British abductee, and um, she uh, so I go on the same side that she would blog her stories. I write everything down. So the the same day that I blog, at uh, before going to bed, I start meditating, and instead of I wasn't expecting anything. But instead of seeing a black and white box, I see two hands shaking on it. So what I got of that is somebody was congr congratulating me of a job well done. That I, I did what I was meant to do. So that uh, so I've been I've been in the the uh, can't say in the industry, but I've I've been out there since uh, May two thousand thirteen. Like um, uh, after meditating, I fall asleep. But this time it felt really real. Real, I'm uh, I'm in a white corridor, 
super long corridor. I couldn't see the end of it. Um, I'm on the floor and I see a whole bunch of doors on each, on both sides of the the, uh, of the corridor, and the uh, the doors were relatively close together, like a, an asylum of sorts. And uh, for a long time, I put this off really, Robert, as a uh, as a dream, but eventually, sometimes we get confirmation of things. Okay, so um, I look up and I see this gray, but wearing a, a doctor's lab coat. And uh, so I reach out and I ask them. So I, this could be probably out of body. Who knows? But I reach out and ask him to help me get up. So I get up and I'm six foot tall. And I realize I'm face to face with this being. And I realize, oh, my God, he doesn't have a nose because my brain didn't register any nose. But what I saw behind its head was huge, fluffy, unkept, spiky. Uh, I call it Einstein hair unkept like no like someone that had rough weird looking hard looking hair spiky unkept that never combed his hair ever so that's what i saw and one time i was on uh starseed awakening misha radio misha johnston's radio show and what she she started laughing when i was describing the hair because she said what she called it was cotton candy hair the <laughs> type of hair that hybrids do have yeah, that I've seen I've seen like images of uh people who have uh, hybrid kids or you know they're they're just, well you, they're not it's not a real image of a hybrid kid but what they're they're what they're portraying from their dreams as well and they all have that sh- like stringy like real stringy like nasty hair like yeah. just very unkept and like just brutally nasty right I mean like well mine looked like imagine somebody that saw Dragon Ball or the the newer ones the the some of the the the, the, uh, the characters have these big spiky hair, but mine was like very dense, very thick, very hard. It was really weird. weird. And uh, but cotton candy really made sense to me now. After yeah, I, I, it's so strange. It's so strange, right? It's so I don't even have words for it to be honest with you. Because like the thing is that this is all real, you know, and I I know it's all real, and it's so hard to, you know. Um, look at the reality like you know of our regular lives and then look at this reality because it's we're not conditioned for it we're we're indoctrinated to think something totally different so when i hear this stuff i i find it so interesting because it's so off of what our normal lives are you know <laughs> i hear you but again i i put this off as a dream until i got confirmation by somebody else so this is why i i want people on board my show and and, and on yours the more we share you know, small details can mean a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. So by going on others, on, on, on Misha's show, I was able to get confirmation, which I didn't have before that. I like that. I like that because it's like giving you evidence, right? You know, That's right. So, um, so, yeah. So, yeah. So I met my, my, uh, oh, my soon-to-be uh, fiance. So we went to this. Um, so, she, yeah, she, was, she came back from a, a world trip around the uh, – like a spiritual trip and she came back to canada we she brought back a whole bunch of crystals so we went to this uh riverbed and uh we started to purify the crystals and we did a ceremony and so you can see her arms here and i'm using uh like sage and crystals and stuff like that and uh, the year prior and that riverbed she um put inside the uh in the river a, a small crystal but she knew for some reason she had to put it either to, to help with the uh, the energy of the area, but she knew that one day there was a reason why she had to come back and get it. 
And when we we did the uh, the ceremony, she found the crystal in the riverbed. The thing is, the importance of that was why she had to come back because she was with me, and we uh, we fell in love after that. Um, so at that same night, we went, so you can see my blue house right here. I, I bought a uh, this this was a brand new modular home. So this nobody died in it. I I I I had it made off site, brought to the site. So no no ghosts, but I still had paranormal activity because I'm an experiencer. So we we uh first night she was at my place. We she we did a C five, and that's the first time I saw satellites move in the sky. To me, nothing moved in the heavens. I didn't know anything about ETs, but I thought I was thrilled to see actually moving satellites. But the second night. After 45 minutes of doing, uh, like doing our own C5 uh, mantras, uh, a bit like, again, like what Stephen Greer used to do. It's in 45 minutes. Now, this was uh, in August and around mid-August. Everybody was outside, clear skies. It was it was hot. Children were outside. The neighbor's children were outside. People were outside everywhere. Within 45 minutes, uh, around a 10 feet wide, oval-shaped, egg-shaped UFO came in at a, at a diagonal entry towards where we were. So you could see the power lines there. So they're, you know, they're close to the ground. So imagine just 30 feet up above there, above those power lines. Uh, an orange red, what I call lollipop orange, would come in, do a flyby slowly, not fast, like what we see, uh, you know, that it just came in, just like a nice semi-quick flyby. No sound whatsoever. So imagine you're in space and you you throw a rock. You just see it glide. So that's what we saw. It came in, lasted about a minute. We saw it. We watched it the entire time. Everybody around that was you know in the streets, nobody saw it. And uh, one time, another C5 we were doing, we were seeing this huge round star, like a big star. And we, uh, so me and my, my fiance, we, we start looking at it and said, and I thought, said, I said to her, wouldn't that be strange if that was a UFO? As soon as I say that, the big star started to shrink, duck, 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 and then it starts moving to the to the south. Very wow. strange. It is. It's so strange. A week later, now I thought, okay, well, the UFO, like this is where the ego starts to kick in. I thought, okay, the ego, uh, the the UFO came in because she's an abductee. Because she's being watched, um, really by my by military. My phone was tapped an entire year. We were together, so. And the reason why I say this is because uh, I had uh, another experiencer friend nearby, and as soon as I would call her, because eventually she went back for like a month or two to the UK, and uh, my my other experiencer friend, each time I'd call them, um, as soon as the the, the the everything signaled, and as soon as the uh, she picks up the phone. Then I start hearing these weird 1980s beeps. And then, like somebody picking up the phone. And after a while, I thought that was strange. And I, my friend um, says, what was that? And I said, oh, I think we're being listened to. And then, and after that, nothing happened. So, so a week after that UFO, I'm on my own. I, this is my parents' house. Well, the one that they had by a lake. And uh, I started doing a C5 on my own. After an hour, nothing happened. So I go inside the house, the main front door, go see my folks for about five minutes. Uh, 
I come outside, and as soon as I hit the uh, the cement uh, walkway, I get the feeling to look up. Now you can see the, uh, the the entire house is surrounded by 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 forest. Okay, as soon as, as I look up, the same UFO comes in over the tree line, twenty thirty feet maybe above the power uh, the tree lines, slowly. Wow. Bright orange. Uh, it wasn't radiating light, so it was you know, the, the the contours of the UFO were fine were defined. So it's just the thing was like oval shaped, egg shaped energy. And I get the feeling, go and get your folks. I run back inside. My mom into Angel and stuff. She's out fairly quickly. Sees it, sees it before. It went, went, well, it was it was somewhat up close. My dad more down to earth. Doesn't give a shit. He sees it when it's far away, and then he says, "Oh, it's a plane." And I was so pissed at him. Like he could, he could have saw uh, like a a real UFO, but it was a bit further away. But he saw it. But from that moment on, my dad, da- my dad started having experiences. Which oh, I'll get wow. to. Yeah. Um, so this is the uh, the back side of my dad's house. You can see it's by the lake. You can see how, how how high the trees were. So the UFO was fairly up close. Yeah, I could have thrown a rock at it. Really, that's a really cool area you live in. That's a it's really yeah. nice. Like uh, that, that's that's um. But uh, I I uh, I've still never seen a UFO. Like I. Uh, I, I I'd love to see one, but I don't want to have I don't want to have any experiences because I'm I'm fifty fifty on whether they're positive or negative because yeah. like I I hear so many different it's it but it's never in in the middle you know it's always like it's always like someone thinks they're positive or someone thinks they're negative you know and I I don't know like but, well it's complicated it's either again first of all it's it's social conditioning when you talk about ETs what what's the first thing people say. Well, in the movies, they're this and this and this. I'd say to them, of course, in the movies, they're this and this and this. That's that's how they're portrayed. So you have to. So that's why they get to you as a kid, because you don't have that filter. Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's that's a good point. I think that's a really good point. Like that, they're they're not conditioned, right? That's yeah, right. yeah. I think that's awesome. That's a that's a good way to look at that. Yeah, you're a blank slate, so you. you you're not used to okay of course you're you might be afraid to, to to an extent but you're not this is new to you so you don't know how to how to handle it but um so thanks to my fiance my british fiance i found something pretty interesting uh when it comes to experiencers either there's like a blood factor involved or you got military family or you're part of a, like a generation a generational type of uh, abductee or contactee and i was trying to figure out and what category I am. And thanks to her, I growing up, my grandmother told my mom, my mom's mom, told her that her family bloodline was somewhat important. But again, this is, uh, you know, in the 70s and even before that, we didn't, we didn't have access to like libraries to, to learn about this. We didn't have his, like history or whatever. Um, and um, so uh, I, I told her that know the my grandmother's surname what it was and the, the family is called Aylwin and she says oh yeah the Aylwins the Aylwins are nobles in England so I thought okay well that could mean something so uh, thanks to Google um, the Aylwins held a family seat as lords of the manor of Aylwinton which uh, the manor I think it's still up in Devon the manor yeah the manor the manor was later called Aylwinton uh, Devon is situated directly east of Cornwall, which is, you know, all the Arthur, uh, the legends. 
Um, although uh, many surnames claim Old English status, the name Aylwin is in its origins genuinely traditional Old English and became a Saxon. So that's a very old uh, uh, family name. Uh, predating written English history, the name Aylwin is thought to have survived from the time of the ancient Britons, well before the invasion of the first Romans. So um, uh, very few people had surnames prior to 1250. And the oldest derivative of the Aylwin name is Elfwine, one of the earliest of all baptismal names, which although translated generally, generally is noble friend, there are older translations showing the name also meaning elf or magical being or magical friend. So the word El, elf, A-E-L-F, is either elf, magical, and the word wine means friend. Uh, not too long ago, I was watching a documentary on the Anunnaki, and the word elf came into it, A-E-L-F. And the, the word elf means shining beings or plural shining ones. And they're directly associated with the Anunnaki and the Nephilim. Wow, that's amazing. I so, find that really interesting. Like that, that's, I've heard that so many times that the Anunnaki were called the shining ones. And what's interesting is there were um, people right around that area, but more, more like, I mean, I, I had Freddie Silva on my show and he did a show on uh, Scotland's past. And he would talk about the shining ones that they were in, in, in there, in that area that in, in like this Scotland, British Britain type area. Um, I have to, I can't remember everything. It's so hard to remember, but like, it's, it's something like that. So that there's a little confirmation there. Like it's um, yeah, that that's so interesting. Wow. So yeah, yeah, it comes down to like Samaria and all that. So I, I thought, okay, well, that's pretty interesting that um again, you know, there's like a my ancestors were nobles. Uh then there, there's the Anunnaki Nephilim type of thing that kicked in. So okay, plus you know the fact that I sort of had experiences, visions, and uh and whatnot. So okay, well I, I'm not really putting that down as like uh it could be a contributing factor, but again I don't know. But I thought it pretty cool though. I think it's really cool, yeah. And uh, so, uh, so I was with my my fiance, and when I say my lab, it could be my lab. So, uh, right in front, uh, right this is my dad's puppy uh, sleeping on the floor. Right in front of that was the uh, the, the plastic trash bin. So it was fairly close to the, the uh, my bedroom doorway, and uh, that's why I was able to hear it. Now, we uh, I was with my fiance since August, so a few months later. Uh, this is uh, in December, so Canada. It's winter time, and uh, I tend to wake up a lot because of the uh, the cold sometimes. So I, I tend to go to tend to go to the bathroom because of it. Um, now, my bed. I was uh, so I'm the uh, my bed's right bes- like behind the, this wall right here, and I was sleeping close to the, the doorway, and uh, so I was sleeping on my left side, and uh, as soon as I I opened my eyes, and what I see. And the bedroom doorway is this. So this is a a, a drawing that she did, and uh, so I'm facing the doorway, and I see a black disc hovering in my doorway. Now I thought it was a disc at first because, um, oh, of course, this is the first time me uh, for me seeing this. So, but my brain registered that it was floating in the air; nothing was holding it in place. It was about five inches long, maybe three and a half, four inches wide, oval shaped. And uh, it was sort of matte gray, dark matte gray. And uh, then, uh, well, eventually I found out it was a portal, but 
I got confirmation by somebody else I'll talk about later. And uh, so I, the, the light switch was right above my head. I jump, switch it on, black hole disappears. My fiance wakes up in a panic. What's happening? What's happening? What's happening? And I tell her, well, I just had a black hole, black disc floating in my bedroom doorway. And she says, no, no, I'm not waking up because of that. I'm waking up because a man was speaking to me in my head, tell, tell, telling me telepathically nonstop, EMP, 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 electromagnetic pulse. We, we could have been, I think we might have been being attacked. I don't know. Remember the energy that was wake, the, the energy that was keeping us uh, awake at night because it was painful? Yeah. I know it could have been that. But again, it could be that could be the thing, the reason that could have produced the black hole. Okay. Half an hour later, we fall asleep. Um, again, I'm on my side. I, I tend to wake up a lot. I, I open my eyes. I get the feeling I'm, I, I'm, I'm feeling movement coming in through my bedroom into the, uh, from the doorway to the bedroom. I black out. Now, this time I wake up in the position you see me now. I'm facing towards my fiance. I'm super drugged up. So imagine waking up from uh, from an operation. You're you're still drugged up. And uh, but I'm able to move a bit. Um, I so I'm, I, I turn around. I, I with my head and I look in front of the bed, and I and, and on her side of the bed, and I'm seeing at least five, six foot tall, huge, shadow beings. Now she's the one that drew it, but she got it wrong a bit. The, uh, the shoulders were really large. So imagine the uh, a football player's shadow. You don't see the arms. You only see the shadow. You see a huge broad shoulders going up to uh, to the neck. And where there would be a neck, there's no neck. I'm only seeing a huge, a really, really, really big uh, helmet. And they were all identical. Now still being drugged, like drugged up, I'm able to raise my arm with, with, with some effort to say hello because I wasn't really afraid. As soon as I do that, I black out. Um, then I, I wake up. The thing is, uh, I, I believe I'm standing. I'm looking downwards towards my feet. My feet were bare feet. And I'm wearing hospital robes. And as soon as I realize that, I black out. I wake up the next morning. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that's what why, was- like Misha said, it could have been my lab. Um, what type of beings were they? Um, it's not your normal shadow beings with the hat that we hear about. No, and I could see through them. This was, you know, it was black because it was nighttime, but they were yeah. blacker than the blackness of the night. And I could see, uh, yeah, they're transparent. It seems like these shadow people can be like a many of things. Like they can be like maybe a remote viewing, or like they can be, or it's so weird. They're they're so strange. Like they're so hard to figure out what they are. I've I've been trying to figure it out myself for a long time, and I can't. I have no clue, but do you think they, they definitely, the shadow beings could be connected to my labs? You, you think pretty much? Well, I've heard uh, others that had, you know, the shadow, the ones with the hat, sometimes they're like dark energy beings, but without the see-through aspect to it. Um, but uh, again, if you see the, the ones with the hat, that that's, you, you should run really. Uh, I have, I've, I've never heard anything good coming out from those uh, situations, but. If, if it's my lab, it could be like something new to me. Yeah. Yeah. I had people that had my lab, though. Again, Melinda, Melinda Lorian and uh, Misha, they all got taken while at being at uh, a UFO conference. Their door got busted at the hotel and they got abducted. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Uh, so when I saw those shadow beings, again, not knowing much about ETs, I started Googling. And the best image I could find at the time was one genus, which is uh, you know, the, the Dreamtime Spirits of Australia, which you know, they're probably uh, you know, the greys, really. Um, so yeah, so a lot, and, and people, because of me coming out, a lot of people thought to, to themselves, yeah, well, when I saw the shadow beings, like you, you described, when I started Googling, the uh, the Mon Genius came up too. So they thought that was pretty cool. Um, so, so coming back to the uh, the Child of Glass and uh, why uh, I think there's like a female, again, you know, the, the voice waking me up saying that I'm going to be an uncle uh, while I'm having an OBE. Um, and uh, now this time uh, I was, my, my fiance was somebody, was, was uh, at a friend's place and uh, I'm alone and um, I'm sleeping and I feel that, I'm start being felt up. I I start like I'm 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 conscious. My eyes are closed. I'm I'm on my back and I feel like somebody touching me, starting from my toes up to my leg, to my knee. And as as soon as I came to my hip area, I start a sort of full vision mode. What I see is this what <laughs> looked a lot like Olivia Newton John, but I only saw from the the the, the belly up. Let's say. And she was wearing these weird 1800s robes, fluffy, uh, no cleavage, long, blonde, fluffy hair, beautiful woman. And she's uh, I, she's radi- radiating love. All of my cells felt love. I was paralyzed with love because I was, imagine bliss being in heaven. That's how it felt. I never felt this before. And ex- except being a bit on the floor when I felt the arms. But this lasted a lot longer. And out of the blue, the, the woman says to me, do you want to come with me? I thought, well, the first thing I thought about was my mom. And then I said, well, I can't do that. My mom's going to miss me. As soon as I say that, I feel intense sadness coming from this angelic figure. All of my cells felt sadness. And I felt, oh my God, what did I do? What did I do? I felt bad. And uh, she says then, are you good with motors? What? Are you serious? Are you good with motors? And I thought, what? To me, I thought, okay, well, she's a, an ET. So, okay, she's got a UFO motor. Then I, I've got rheumatoid arthritis, and I show her my hand, and I, and I tell her, I can't do anything with these hands. And then again, I feel extreme sadness from this being. And then, poof, she disappears in a backwards motion. I wake up the next morning thinking this is a dream. Now, this was in December, okay? Maybe like minus 35, minus 40 degrees Celsius, freezing cold. Uh, I had to get groceries, I think the next day or perhaps the next day after. I can't recall. So I've got this uh, long distance starter to start my truck. Uh, it doesn't want to start. So I thought, okay, the battery's probably dead. Yeah, I forgot to plug it in. So I put it on a charger for about a three, a few, like three hours, try to start it again from inside the house. It doesn't start. So I call my dad. My dad says, well, go under the the truck and start, you know, tap on the, on the, uh, on the starter. And so sometimes that helps, it, you know, start the engine. So you know, lots of snow. I start digging around the, uh, the truck and uh, full, like super claustrophobic. Get under the truck, find the, the the starter, start tapping on it. Go inside the truck and about like twenty minutes, I'm able to start the the engine from inside the truck. So I let it like warm up for like uh, 30 minutes. So I go back in, inside the house and that's when it kicks in. Are you good with motors? 
Not, it wasn't a UFO motor. It was a truck motor she was talking about. Because both, you know, those events were like within 24 hours. So she wanted to give me confirmation that she actually came. She didn't want me to think it was a dream. So because, wow. you know, that's way too weird to have an experience of a, like an angelic lady say, are you good with motors? Amazing. So, yeah, so that's why growing up, I was a bit, uh, you know, this, I, I, I put, you know, the child of glass thing as probably this, this angel lady could have been either my guardian angel or uh, a figure that, that I knew before incarnating in this body. Um, so at my parents' house, uh, and uh, you know, the house by the lake, uh, my mom start, uh, during like 2013 started having dreams about Nordic beings, like skinny, long, blonde hair, very good looking. And one time um, she, she tells me I had this feeling that I, I was with that, this, this um, she didn't call her reptilian. She didn't know anything about reptilians. But this being was very ugly and I felt very fearful from it. Like it was evil and it had leathery skin. And I thought, oh, okay, well, my mama had a dream about a reptilian. My dad, again, the, you know, the down to earth type of person, he started getting felt up at, like, at night like I did. Taps to wake him up. Shadow people beside his bed. Um, and during that year, which I found strange, and this again comes to like experiences having abilities, for that entire year, each time I saw this uh, uh, lady near my dad's age, I thought to myself, wouldn't she go well with my dad? I, then it kicked in. My parents were together since the age of 16. And they, they just, I uh, think, they celebrated their 40th year of, of uh, marriage together. I, my, they're, they're angels. My Both of my parents were angels. And I thought, why did I say that? And again, Eventually, another another time, I'd say another beautiful lady. I should go well with my dad. Then he kicked in again. Why would I say that? I was really mad at myself. Didn't know why. <laughs> One time, I, my dad had a uh, bad flu, so he went. Uh, he slept in the uh, the guest uh, bedroom, and uh, he woke as soon as he woke up. One night, a, a four-inch golden orb came in through the bedroom, the basement bedroom uh, window, and it floated. Uh, it crossed over him. He tried to grab it. It either went over his hand or through it. He doesn't know. It went from one side of the bedroom to the other, then came out of it. Um, so eventually my fiance goes back to the UK because her six months was finished. And in, the, uh, in April of 2014, that's where my mother uh, caught a super flu from the hospital. And within two days, she was dead. Oh my God. I'm sorry, man. That's yeah. horrible. Yeah. And uh, they, they gave her uh, antiviral so strong it could have killed a, an elephant they say and uh, that wasn't strong enough so with, just within two days of getting the the virus from the hospital and she was dead uh, so while my mom was still plugged in my fian I called my fiance and she says that while she was on the toilet my mom appeared to her and she uh, she said to my, my fiance please take care of my boy he has no one else and uh, so, um, so yeah, we eventually had to unplug her. Uh, my dad was devastated. We drive back home. Uh, this, this, like the same night that I was, I was back, I feel like a cold hand touching my my, my hand. As I, I thought it was my mom, really. Uh, I'm able to send um, my fiance uh, a paper 
begging the customs agents to let her back in earlier than normal. And because uh, we were getting, we we're going to get married eventually. But um, uh, she says she's to help me with my dad. So she comes back and she's, she's able to come through. And uh, let's say the night she was back. Um, we So we, we fall asleep in the guest room in the basement. She wakes up and an adult says, Yannick, uh, go get a piece of paper really quick. And um, so um, I get her a piece of paper and she starts writing down everything. And uh, she, the thing is, my mom was speaking to her while she slept and while she was in the waking state. And um, my mom only spoke French. So for the first three quarters of the page, a, an English person was trying to write down French phonetically, you know, what she heard. And that moment in her mind, my, she, uh, my fiance said, speak to me in English. For the, the, the last quarter of the page, my fiance wrote in English what my mom said. And, and at the bottom part of the page, what my, my mom was telling her was, look in the drawer by the window. When I started reading the, th the first three quarters of the page, I could actually make out French words, which my fiance didn't have know, didn't know how to write French. Wow. So the next the next day we get up, show the paper my, to my dad. We go around the house, and we uh, we find in the uh, the drawer that had the the the, the TV on, the, the, that the TV was just by the patio window. So in the drawer by the patio window, we we open it and we find my mother my mom's dream diary, and the second to last entry. My mom wrote down her dream that she met my grandmother, my dad's mother, who died a, a year prior, let's say. And in that dream, my mom pro sort of prophesied unknowingly that she was going to die. Oh, my God. Dude, this is so compelling. This is so interesting. I mean, I'm so sorry for your mom. I mean, yeah. this is, I mean, like, I really uh, heartfelt, really feel bad for you. But also, your story's uh, so interesting. Like, I... I Wow, I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. So yeah, so again, so this was her entry uh, in, in French, of course. So this is the the scan of uh, So this is August 2013. So uh, my stepmother passed away. So my my dad's mother, uh, May 11th, 2013. She came to see me. She's with another woman. She knows that I know her, but my dream was more focused on my stepmother. I told her how her children were not kind to Daniel, my dad, because they were. You know, the, uh, the, the death sort of made some friction within the family. But my, the person with her does not stop jabbering. Even my stepmother turns around to tell her to calm down. When this lady left, my stepmother held Dan, my dad, tightly in her arms, and then came, to, came my turn. When she left for the dark outside, so this happened within the bedroom in that house. When she went outside, she went on the patio. She started talking to someone that I could not see. I called out to her, to whom are you talking to? Uh, my grandmother responds, there are spirits that want to come and talk to you. I told them not to come as you will be operated on in the chest area. And that same night, a bit later on, she came back into my dreams. I asked her, but what did you mean by getting operated on the chest area? She replies in an evasive way. No, no, it's not. It's nothing serious. My mom passes away a few months after that. Wow. 
So yeah. So I, I've got loads of stories when it comes to deceased loved ones contacting uh, other people. My fiance, uh, she was uh, married before we met. Uh, he, uh, he, he hanged himself because he had uh, really bad health problems. And, uh, uh, but uh, one time she was on the phone with a friend and uh, she's the, the, the telephone line, not, not a cell phone, a normal landline. And the telephone starts doing. <laughs> and then she hears uh, the voice of a, a, a young girl start talking. The, 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 the girl says, contact established. Then a man starts talking. My fiance, my, my fiance remember, re, realizes it was her dead husband. Speaking. Oh, my God. What? She starts so, panicking, panicking. I can't do this. I can't do this. She hangs up the phone. A good friend of mine, Matt Muniz from the U.S., uh, a lot of people know him. He was on his patio deck with friends one summer. His phone starts to ring. The... The number on the phone was all gibber jabbish. The thing is, his mom was died a long time ago, but his mom used to call him, call him Matthew, call him Mac, uh, no, a nickname. He picks up the phone. Everybody was there and heard it. He hears a woman say, I'm all right, Mac. His mom called up to say she was all right. Wow, so I'm hearing loads of stories like this. No, I, you're right. I, there's a lot of examples of I've I had a an author on my show who uh, his name is Vaughn Brasher. He wrote about he wrote about time shifts, but then he also wrote a book called Mysterious Messages from Beyond. And in that book, he talks about many people receiving mysterious phone calls from from those in the afterlife. But here's my question: Obviously, like in, in the case of your your ex fiance, like you know, she was from Britain or England, but she wasn't there at that time, but her, her husband was able to find her. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, do you think our deceased loved ones can find us no matter where we are in the world? Do you think time and space doesn't exist and that we're, we're easier to access to them? Oh yeah. They can, uh, yeah, they can use technology. It's a, it depends if you're sensitive enough. Why would she, why would my mom go to my fiance instead of me? Yeah, more receptive. You know, they've got more abilities. So my, when it comes to my experiences, you know, the psychic stuff, uh, I I can't control it. It has to be something really powerful. Why did I? Why did I not see something that was going to happen to my mom? I think it could be like a soul contract thing, because uh, eventually I'll, I'll talk about my dad. Uh, look, I had Angela Stats on my show. Her husband, Angela's like a really hardcore uh, experiencer. Uh, her husband at the time, he's just a, he's not an experiencer, but he was in his, uh, he had a man cave, let's say, uh, in his garage. And um, he was watching a TV show. And um, during the commercials, the, this wasn't something recorded. This was, this was like, and the, 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 the sound of the, the commercial starts to slow down. And then he starts hearing a voice say, we are not here to hurt the humans. Wow. And uh, so he goes, he goes in the house and tell her the story. They, the, they rewind it to the, to the commercial and the commercial played out as normal. But yeah, so they do use technology to, well, you know, the Vermilion back in the UK, I'm not sure, in the 70s perhaps, uh, we, uh, we were uh, the Vermilion uh, audio um, 
uh, piggyback where the, uh, the sort of ET st starts talking and, uh, and uh, I can't remember the, the whole story, but again, the ET's ghost, you know, they, they could use uh, technology to, to contact us. Um, and uh, yeah, there's another cool story regarding my mom uh, or my an angelic guides later on. Um, so we, uh, because of my fiance uh, and her story that she put out, um, also she's uh, um, she's very um, what can I say? I, 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 she's from a high-ranking military family. That's all I'm going to say. I put it out there a few times. I don't want trouble. Uh, we get invited to a special C five, uh, North of Montreal, and. Uh, at around 11, 11, I say to myself, a bit before 11, 11, I say, wouldn't that be funny if we get a, a UFO? Because, you know, we no UFO, that was a UFO hotspot and uh, nothing happened. So the house was on a hill and we could see the uh, the horizon. Like, it's really far away. And uh, a light was coming towards us really fast. Now, the entire night we saw planes. Planes are slow. Within a minute from the, 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 the farthest I could see, within a minute, that thing was over our house. And what I saw was three white lines and a huge round center colored in red. But the thing is, we were hearing afterburners. Wow. So that tells you right there it was military. Yeah, TR-3B all the way. Yeah. Um, so uh, the, 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 the company I worked for uh, eventually went broke because... Uh, Again, the, the aftershock of the, the housing crisis in the States in 2008, eventually the whole mining industry uh, was a huge lack of funding. Uh, and uh, eventually she had to go back to the UK from helping my myself and my and my dad. And uh, after like a few months, she was, she was, she wanted to come back, but I didn't have, a, uh, I sold my house and uh, you know, I, I couldn't find work fast enough that could pay the house. And uh, eventually she decided to, to break up. Now, this was early March. Now, th this is super important. Like, uh, I'm putting my heart out with this story. And this, again, this is proof that when you pray, someone's listening. Okay. So, this was, let's say, March the 1st. And uh, after a month of not hearing from my fiance, of, like, of, of me emailing her, one night I was on, alone. My dad was out. Yeah, I, was listening. Uh, I moved in with him. I was taking care of uh, of his dog. I cry out to the universe. Really, I was devastated. I, I was uh, like borderline suicide because you know I was. She changed my life. Um, she was prophesized because well, okay. What I did say when when she came back from her world tour, remember I, I was saying that her her the length of her hair was here. But I met her when she had uh, shoulder length hair. The thing is, she was when she went to India and the monkeys played around with her hair so much that she had to get him cut so when she came back her hair was ear length so that's why the the the, the medium could gauge what length of hair she had because yeah. i met her when she had long hair but when she came back she had shoulder length so we break up and i email her for a month no response whatsoever so i cry out to the universe to help me so i sent her at when you look at number one, this was March 30th, 2015, 6.38 p.m. Eastern time. So this would be five hours 
after so six. Uh, so yeah, so close to midnight. Okay, UK time because she's in. She's back home. Thanks for the great year. We were you were with me. Best time of my life. We've emailed each other so much when she was on a world trip back in 2012. Great memories. So I remember I cried out just before that. One hour later, roughly, she responds. I was just woken up by Yannick. I was just woken up by a voice saying, wake up now. So my fiance, my, 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 my former fiance uh, gets this message to wake up now from a voice. So I pray you are okay. There's nothing I can do about immigration because, uh, you know, I lost my house and the job and stuff, stuff like that. So don't be angry with me. I hope you're okay. So I say, I, I'm okay. I called out to the universe and they woke you up. And then she responds, well, it was female and non-human. So I'm going to get a cup of tea as it's alarmed me. Phew. It said, send protection now, whatever. So can you imagine that? I cry out to the universe. When whoever's listening gets her to wake up. By The voice was female again. Remember my female. To wake her up across the ocean. She looks at her emails sees me sees, sees my reaction because she thought she thought I was going to kill myself responds and everything from that moment on started to you know to get better we're still not together but again we sort of uh, she she did call up like a year later and after that but it's mind blowing that you you could pray and there's a response Again, she's like she was sensitive enough to to to, to receive the message, but I, I've never heard of this before. Um, at my dad's place, I, I started having a, a stomach pains, which eventually turned out to be uh, gallbladder attacks. But in the center of my stomach, even though the gallbladder is elsewhere, that's where it, the pain was, and I cried out to the universe because I was in loads of pain. And during that event, uh, I'm I, so I'm sleeping and I'm seeing. The face of a grave. Imagine being at a like a, a rave, and you you got you got this strobe lights flashing all the time, and you only see like images of the person like you know blacking blacking out and appearing. So I'm I'm looking at this gray. So I'm probably in the dark, and there's a gray in front of me, with her hand. I why I see her is I felt I felt female energy coming from that gray, and she had, but she had like uh, hybrid hair, but she had like Celtic interlaced hair at the back of her head. But she was scanning my stomach. But the thing I thought was really cool is I was able to guess her gender by her energy. Um, so yeah, early 2015, I started talking uh, with uh, uh, an Australian experiencers. And we did a lot of Skyping. And I, I met, uh, which turned out to be a, a guest of mine later on, Vanessa Vandervliet. And our, she, the thing is, her uh, grandfather's uh, surname is Elphick. Like elf wine, but another branch. Elfic is spent, spelled a bit differently, but the you know, the name probably changed over time. And when I I googled the the name Elfic, uh, it means uh, worship. It's like something like worshipper of the elf on high. Remember, remember the word elf. <laughs> remember the word elf. This rare and interesting surname is of Anglo-Saxon origin. Again, derived from the Old English personal name Elfe. Middle English, Elfe or Elfag, composed of the elements Elf, meaning Elf again, with He, meaning High. Again, is this a, a is there an ancient aliens type thing to it? 
from the name earlier, right? The, the A-E-L-F, right? A-E-L-F. Yeah, that's amazing. That's that's so, what a synchronicity. So you, imagine if people would actually do a study on this. You know, the things that we'd find out. Because uh, you, you, you don't call somebody like, worshiper of the elf on the high if you didn't see anything. You don't draw uh, figurines of greys on rocks if you haven't seen it early. It blows my mind. So uh, early 2015, 2016, I was uh, more involved in the community. I started, being, I started helping out free. So, uh, you know, the Foundation for Research into ETs. I started helping Ray Hernandez. Ray Hernandez, we're really good friends with the French Survey. Um, during that year, I, I, I started, I was about to get an open heart surgery. And uh, I, I started asking for a lot of OBEs because I wanted to see the beyond. And one night I get an electric shock and uh, throughout my entire body, and you know, the, I felt metallic buzzing in my body. It was really, really strange. And um, I feel that uh, during that paralyzing moment, it was really painful. And I thought, okay, maybe they're trying to do an OBE, forcing an OBE, because I was feeling as if my body was being stretched. My soul was being stretched from or, or being torn away from my body. And I say to them with my mind, I know what you're doing. Do try. I, I'm afraid. Try something else. As soon as I do that, I say that, I blacked out consciously. And I realize I'm in front of the bed on something white. And then I start going up. I'm going through the basement roof. I'm going through the ceiling. Within seconds, I'm in orbit. I'm in space. I stop in space and I start. I see three huge um, uh, like outdoor theater screens. And the feeling I'm getting from that, I'm seeing my, like a life review. So I thought I was dying. I could have been dying. Remember, I had uh, also uh, like heart problems at the time. Uh, so I might have died. I don't know. And uh, so I, as soon as I see the life review, I say, okay, I, I know what you, you want to say. Let's do this shit. That's exactly what I said. I black out. I appear. I'm in front of a young boy. I'm looking at the young boy down. And he smiles at me and he's got rotten teeth. And he says, oh, you're so-and-so's son. My mom, he was talking about my mom. She, she's lovely. I know where she is. Let's go and find her. As soon as we start walking to find my mom, I black out and I wake up the next morning. December of 2015, I get double taps during the night, left on, left calf and right shoulder uh, to wake up. And uh, January of uh, yeah, 11, I, before falling asleep, I receive a telepath, telepath, telepathic message from a, a from an Asian man. So imagine like Sulu on, Sulu on Star Trek, but a lot deeper. And the man says, and I could clearly hear it in my mind. It says, yawn to assist. I I thought, yan? Yawn? I didn't know what it meant. Um, and this was like, again, before the, the heart surgery. And uh, so this, again, so this was like end of 2015. So December th- New Year's Eve, I'm on my I'm on my own, take care of my dad's dog. He went to a party with his new girlfriend, and um, oh yeah, but remember when I said well, I didn't understand why I was thinking of other women t- to be with my dad during a whole year? Well, why was I wanted to help him? Is that thing when my mom died? I helped him find girls on dating sites. I had to help him log on so 
unknowingly, my or unconsciously, my higher self was telling me, oh, I, I'm going to help my dad with to try to find other women. So this this is crazy stuff. So on this is December New Year's Eve, I decide to go. Um, so this was this is a, like a Facebook post really that I did. I I did a C five that night. Okay, and um, I went outside. It was like minus forty. I I had like a a, a ski do helmet on and a ski do suit on. It was really cold. I did like a C five for like half an hour. And nothing happened. During that night, also, I, I sage the house before going to bed. And I go to bed alone. Okay. Uh, so I fall asleep. And um, I feel some, yeah, I'm on my left side. And I feel an electric shock the size of uh, the tip of a finger just behind my left, uh, my right earlobe. On the, on the head, not like not on the fleshy part of the, of the ear. It's not an implant. But I felt somebody like waking me up, a, a powerful static electric shock that wakes me up. I wake up in a jolt. I turn around. Th- I, I start kicking in the air like a like a dead chicken, really. I thought somebody was in the bedroom. Nobody's there. I turn around and I look at the clock and it's one 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 a.m. So I, I, an angel number. So that it's as if they wanted me. They wanted to give me confirmation that hey, we came back. We we heard you. We gave you an electric shock to wake up at one one one. You know what it meant. So I thought that was really really cool. That is. So. Again, this was on uh, again New Year's Day. So during the night, that's when uh, this is like a, a copy and paste post that uh, I put on Facebook. Um, fall of two, so I get the heart operation in, in January. Nothing's uh, nothing happens really. Uh, fall of 2016, I was sleeping. My dad was out uh, hunting with his girlfriend. He was in the woods. Didn't know where he was roughly, but I knew roughly where the, the location. And I hear my dad's voice say my name, Yannick. So that's for, uh, that's uh, that's why I call myself Yann. And um, I knew I was I started to panic. It wakes me up. That voice was strong enough, and I woke up, and uh, I knew something was wrong. I fall back asleep, and next day, seven thirty, nothing happens. Ten a.m. His girlfriend calls up and says, "Yann, your dad's uh, he just called up on his cell phone, and he says that he's lost." And my dad's a woodsman. He worked for a logging company. He knows, and he's a huntsman. I thought that was weird, so I thought, oh, okay, something's a bit off. I start prepping myself to drive down. Uh, eventually, I do. Eventually, my dad calls up. I'm already on the road. He says, "Yannick, play, hurry up." I'm. Uh... He he didn't he didn't want to say why he was he was he was lost, but I knew he was panicking, and I I drove down hell fast. I eventually found his place. Where he was camped, and he he, he was able to, cut, to to get back to the camp. He called up his girlfriend, and he he told her to press the the truck horn. He was able to get a bearing and and, and walk back. The thing is, my dad went hunting, but he told me that he when I came to to to, to, to the campsite, he just removed an arrow from his calf. An arrow cro- uh, went through his leg, and was he was bleeding profusely. Oh my God! He came face to face with a moose. He tried to shoot it with an arrow. It 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 didn't get him. But when he moved around, because the uh, the moose went past him, one of the arrows from his uh, his bag, let's say, fell to the ground and the moss, but was pointing up at an angle. So when he moved around, 
Oh, my God. That's so wicked. Oh. Yeah. And those oh. things are hell sharp. Oh, yeah. They're like razor blade sharp. So he had, uh, he was bleeding a lot. And that's why he was panicking. He was losing too much blood. And uh, so he was able to come, go back to the camp. He removed it on his own. And uh, with my truck, we drove back to a hospital, maybe an hour away or so. And I, I had my floor flashers on and we, we, we drove back and he, he was okay in the end. But I got Thank an alarm. Oh, I got an God. alarm from whoever, from somewhere up there to tell me like, wake up, something's off. Wow. 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 This is amazing stuff. Wow. Well, it's not all about ETs, really. It's always a mishmash of everything. Yeah, and yeah, I, I it's, it's like you've been had a, a, a like a, a lifetime of bizarre experiences, but they're not. They're they're just like they're ghosts. They're like messages from beyond. Like I, you, you, you would probably find a lot of similarities in that mysterious messages from beyond book. Like it's like it's something similar like this. You know what I mean? Like it's like. um you know, because there these messages come from places we have no clue. You know, it could be someone in a parallel dimension. Someone, you know, it could be someone in a parallel universe talking to us. Like, I don't know. You know, like because so, somebody said to me once, I interviewed someone, and he said, in our, you know, he he was having a conversation with someone in another dimension, and that person said to him, like, in our dimension, it's normal for us to talk to the neighbors, and he meant us. But for us, it's not normal for us to talk to people from other dimensions because we don't even know they exist right yeah, it's, it's weird um we i've interviewed recently uh john yost who uh, directed produced the film the alien abduction answer i had him on my show too that's pretty good it's pretty good documentary huh yeah yeah I, I streamed it and i loved it and uh so when i was talking to him about you know some of my stories and he said oh you should buy uh, whitley streeber's uh, book because he he was really close to his, you know, his, his deceased wife, Anne, and um, they together, like he contacted, con- would contact Anne, or they'd, they'd speak together while she was in, like, on the other side. And he wrote a book, or I'm not sure how it was produced, but he wrote a book about contacting the the afterlife. So yeah, he said and that he should also- try to get a hand of it. Did you ever did you ever read Whitley Strieber's book, The Communion Letters? It was okay. You know, he wrote the book Communion, which was about like his abduction experiences. Well, then this was before the Internet was big. Him and his wife, they received a flooding of letters from abductees all over the world who said, hey, I've had this happen to me, too. And they've actually published all these letters. You can read them for free. I got to find out where they're on some online university, but they've taken all the communion letters and they published them on some university because the university thought that they were so compelling that, yeah, that they, that they're for, they're there for us to read. And that's my shame on me. I should know what, you know, where that, where they have those. I I can't remember though, beyond, you know, but I'd, I'd like to read some of them myself. Like I'd love to hear like what people said back then and as compared to now. And, you know, like, yeah, I'm gonna be about that because there's so many old stories that we don't hear about. Like we've uh, all the, the, the those that had contact with the Venus people, let's say Valiant Thor. There was a lot of like saucers back in the 70s, 60s. I don't know. And then if it's, uh, the whole concept of contact changed to grays now. 
Yeah. So, yeah. It's weird. It's like the phenomena can change its face if it wants to, it seems like in, in certain ways, maybe some part of it, like, it, you know, it's like back in the day in, in the Celtic lore, they were uh, fairies and goblins and, you know, stuff like that. And like you said, now they switch to grays. It's like, it seems like it, it shows us what it wants us to, you know, it's, it's hard to explain, but you know, what I'm trying to say, it seems like it could show us what it wants us to show. Like, you know, it's, it's hard to explain. So yeah, my father uh, started having uh, experiences after seeing the UFO. Like I said, the four inch golden orb shadow beings, you, you would get double taps. And uh, not too long after my mom passed away, maybe a year. Yeah. The, the, the morning of her anniversary of her passing, my dad went, had a, like a, a painting contract and the, uh, to paint this guy's deck. So he was at his place. And the morning of her anniversary, my dad heard a female voice speak to his ear and said, which said, you who? Like, like <laughs> he, he was sure that was my mom. Uh, so uh, eventually he sold the house by the lake and he moved to another city with uh, his new girlfriend that he's still with right now. And uh, calls up one time in 2019 and he says, Yannick, you... Um, Guess what I saw? Like, what did you see, Dad? There was a clown in my bedroom. But the thing is that, that the clown, everything felt off. A bit weird. Like, he, you know, he was trying to portray himself as a clown. But he wasn't, like, wearing the normal clothing, let's say. And I thought, Dad, that was great. Or, like, an E.T. was portraying himself. You know, that was clearly a, a screen image. So I thought that it was cool that an ET came back to see how my dad was and that, that my dad had the chance to see it. That is cool. Um, That's real cool. So again, since my coming out really in 2015, like I took part of a Japanese TV show uh, filming uh, back in Maine. I, I drove down to Maine. Uh, I, I spoke like a year later at the Experience Speak in 2016. Uh my first time speaking at a conference, uh, you know, nothing major happened to me either, you know, with the, uh, with my dad. Um, eventually I meet up with, uh, online with, uh, an experiencer and eventually she asked me out, but she lived like five hours away from me. So I decided, oh, okay, well I've been single for a few years. Why not, you know, give it a shot. So, so I arrive at the hotel. This might've been like a few miles away from her. And, uh, I wasn't really expecting anything. You know, my whole experiences were dead off really. Um, so I was sleeping on the right side of the bed because that side was closest to the bathroom if I ever decided to get up at night. So let's say around 3 a.m. in the morning, let's say I, I'm conscious, my eyes are closed, but I realize I'm probably on my stomach for some reason. And out of the blue, like I can't move my arms. Out of the blue, I feel like two hands slightly on either side of my chest. Very gentle. And I start, I'm feeling I'm being moved down the bed being shaken but like moved by being like pushed from one side of the like glided because i wasn't feeling the bed anymore as as if i was being glided from one side of the bed to the other so from the right side to the left side it, it felt to me so i thought oh my god i'm being abducted so with my mind i send out love to whoever is pushing me and as soon as i say that i i do that i start hearing high-pitched shrills type of shrills so high that you think that it could have been like something from a from a like a horror movie like inhumane type of animal or something like 
never heard before. And I thought, oh, okay, well, that's not a great. I was expecting like telepathics, like don't worry, uh, calm down. So I send out love again. I see, I hear again outside of my head, not telepathically, the same type of high-pitched drills. Now, by my estimation, I'm on. I'm I'm probably floating in between the bed and the wall. I feel I'm I'm being pushed towards where the the lamp lights are. So I go through the uh, the wall, and as soon as I I realize that, then whew, I start I start moving up. That's when I black out. I wake up a few hours later, and I I thought, okay, well, I I probably got abducted. I go online and I start typing my event. I fall back asleep. Uh, the, so the next morning, I start chatting on Facebook with my uh, my soon to be girlfriend. The uh, what happened, but I, I didn't say anything about the. Uh, during that you know, the, the Facebook post, I didn't talk about the high pitched drills. I kept that to myself, and I tell, "Hey, something happened to me last night." And she says, "Yeah, something happened to me too." So she was living just a like she's an experiencer. She she was only living like a few miles away from the the, the hotel, and she starts saying, "Well, I was I, I felt I was." Like in a dream, but I'm feeling I feeling somebody's putting pillows all around me, giving me a huge hug, and starts shaking me on the bed. And then I say with my mind, "Stop doing this; it's hurting me." And what she hears was high pitched shrills, not twice, but three times before she blacked out. So. Who knows what it was? Grace, something came and abducted both of us. And we had the same experience at the same time, during the same hours. Either they were checking up on us or they were trying to see if we were compatible or, or whatnot. And she would wake up a lot of the times in the morning and she would always have these third eye visions. She'd open her eyes and she, always she would see with Grace. Grace either like showing her stuff. Grace in her bedroom grazed with rods, grazed with pads, sometimes reptilians looking at her, reptilians showing her, showing her the jewels that they have on. Weird stuff. And uh, so I think we got checked up on. So coming back to the uh, Vanessa's uh, yawn, you know, the uh, yawn to assist um, uh, message that I got. Uh, when she came on my show, uh, we, like, uh, we did a, a pre-YouTube interview before. And she had an experience where she had a, she met a, a Nordic play, a Nordic that she believed to be Pleiadian, whose name was Jan. I thought that was pretty cool. She said that she was the partner, she was the female partner to that being, and uh, that they had children together, and that the uh, those when she, in her past life that they visited Earth a lot, and I think they they helped in the seeding or something like that. Um, and uh, yeah, you could read the rest, but uh, that was uh, an interesting fact that it could, uh, could mean that Yon to assist was the uh, the Yon the Pleiadian. Uh, this happened not too long ago. This is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I got two last entries. I'll try to make it quick. Uh, nothing was happening, and uh, one time I go to sleep, and I I, I dream of uh, I'm looking I'm with my brother, who's not an experiencer, and we're looking at the sky. And from a distance, there's this black thing coming towards us. And I realize it's a like a, a six-sided black pyramid, like two pyramids in, in, into one, like two 3D pyramids. And uh, like I've never seen this before. 
and uh, so the the the, you know, the 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 black pyramid flies towards us, and then it morphs into a gray. And the gray says to me that I had an important mission. As soon as it says that, I black out, and I'm in front two government officials, a male and a female, and they're debriefing me nonstop. What did the gray say? What did the gray say? What did the gray say? And I said, and only said that I had an important mission. As soon as I say that, they're super pissed. Very mad. They get up and they leave. And I wake up. I thought, okay, well, that's probably a dream. So I start Googling for fun. Uh, Black's three, like six-sided pyramid. Uh, and since, you know, the gray morphed out of it, I, it was probably it's like uh, the way that it transformed itself to be, to be able to fly. So I write those words into Google. <laughs> what comes out of it was exactly what I saw at the bottom of the screen right here. The Merkaba. And it, yeah. it's the Merkaba. The Merkaba was thought to be a divine light vehicle, a spiritual ship of sorts. It's transported people from one dimension to another and thus en enabled people to access, connect with, and communicate with beings of other dimensions. It's, it's counter-rotating fields of light, blah, 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 blah. I, uh, oh. I do the I do the Merkaba, Merkaba meditation a lot. Oh. It's, a, it's a good meditation. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, but I, that, that's so interesting. That's so, so interesting. So imagine I not knowing what it was, I saw that exactly what you know the black sided, like three six sided pyramid thingy, flying towards me in the air with my brother in the dream state. So well, was it out of body? I I don't know come towards me, morphs into a gray. So that gray transformed itself into the Merkava to be able to fly towards me. Tells me I've got an, an, an important mission, which was probably what I'm doing right now. Just, you know, like you, that you're doing, sharing with the world. And then the government got a hold of, you know, the fact that it, it contacted me. I don't know how they contact me. Uh, I, I really don't know. I don't have no idea how they do that, but because that's what I saw have, too. They have, the government has unbelievable technology that we don't even that we can't even fathom they have so much surveillance on us it's ridiculous yeah i can't take it any i mean no i don't care i shouldn't say i can't take it anymore because like they can do whatever they want i i'm so sick of them and their surveillance it's it's yeah. ridiculous they, 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 they're just so invasive and they have no they have no uh they have no um what's the word i'm looking for they have no uh respect for anybody's privacy they're just like, they want to know what's going on. They don't want people sharing information. You know, they're, they're, they're still back in the 1940s, but they, they think that they're killing people over ufology. You know, it's just like, it's ridiculous, man. Like it's, 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 I, I get so mad about that. Like the government, like I really do. Like, I, I'm sorry. Like I just do like, I, I'm not going to get too much into it because then we can't put it on, you know? Yeah, I know. But, I know. I mean, it's like, dangerous. A bit. Yeah. But again, like I did, uh, but it's called it's called the Gateway Course. Um, yeah, the, oh, the Monroe Gateway course. The Monroe Institute Gateway Course to uh, Remote Viewing. I I had something. I think I think I remote viewed someone. One time uh, I went to after meditating and I uh, I closed my eyes and unknowingly I realized I'm seeing the the side view of a, a bald man. It reminded me a bit of the uh, like a, a an ET that was supposed to be guarding the uh, the, the president. It, it, look from the side view at least so i'm looking at, i'm only seeing the uh the outlines of the of the of the head really i didn't see the face really but only the, the side view and i start concentrating with my mind on the on the face and it's as if he knew i was looking 
as soon as I start con like concentrating on the head, he turns around and looks directly at me. I freak out and I come out of it. I never, ne I never tried a remote view after that. Oh wow! So yeah, uh, another quick story. Um, uh, recently, again, this is the importance of dreams that are not really dreams, um, and this is the importance of that I try to say to everyone when it comes to sharing. I had this. Uh, I forgot to put it in the uh, the presentation. This is too recent. Maybe last year. Um, I dreamt. I was beside this young boy that I perceived to be a hybrid, that I was related to this young boy. I'm not sure if it, I was his dad, like he had my DNA, but he was training me to extend light beams out of my fingertips. Okay. He was getting like a few inches out of his fingers and he thought he was, that was fairly easy. And I, t it took everything, but I was able to maybe, I, I was looking at my hands. I was seeing these white, a quarter inch light beams coming out of my fingertips. He was he was helping me to either send energy or whatnot. But I was pissed, but he was laughing at me because I was so bad at it. And I, I've said that, I've I've posted that dream on Facebook. And two, Susie Hansen, hardcore uh, big researcher, contactee from New Zealand. She's like my mentor. She says that when she was being trained on craft, she was being trained to exactly do that, send light beams out of their fingertips. And I'll be having on my show, probably in a month, uh, uh, an experiencer abductee who also had training on board UFOs to send out beams out of their fingertips. So just because you think it's a dream, good chance there isn't. Yeah. So this would be my yeah, my closing statement. Uh, for um, for those who are able to see beyond the shadows and lies of their culture will never be understood, let alone believed by the masses. And so that's why I never share my stories with people I work with, because I, I was afraid to lose my job once. So this is why I, I do share with people online like yourself. So I, I, I appreciate it, man. This was amazing. This was, this was so fascinating. Like I loved that. I loved it. Like, I think you've been, uh, you've been lucky to have an amazing life, but I mean, it's, it's the same time. I'm, I'm sorry about the tragedies of your fam, your mom and stuff. I mean, like I, I really, I felt your story though. I, I love this. I can't wait to post it. It's going to be, I think the audience, I think it's going to be really well received. And I think the audience is going to like it. Like, you know, and, and uh, we probably got a lot of crossover audience. A lot of people that watch your show probably watch my show and a lot of people that watch my show. So I think it'll be good. I think people will like it, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm glad that I, I haven't spoke about it in a long time. So I thought that, okay, I think it's going to be cool, you know, meet with you and uh, share with everyone because uh, I'm normally on the other side. I'm the one asking questions. So it, it's fun from time to time to, to do the talking. But, uh, yeah, well, thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll have to do it again sometime. Like, you know, like, I'd like to, you know, I'd definitely like to do it again. Like, you know, like uh, this was awesome, really. Thank you. I had, I had loads of fun. And uh, I hope your uh, listeners uh, learn a bit from it. Um, I think the main thing that I'd like them to, to get from this is that someone's always listening. That's so, a good point. That's yeah. a really good point. So, you, know, you can pray if something's bad with you. Um, ask for healings. Ask for help. Uh, it could be indirect help. But yeah, 
the fact that I I got my my former fiance got woken up while she was like overseas proves I I I put the proof out there. I didn't I didn't let this type of stuff just to just to get you know uh, like uh, affection or whatever from people. Uh, so this was this this happened a long time ago. But again, this is this was to me this was proof that people do listen and uh, th- there is help when you, you do ask. I I agree. Well, um, yeah, but I, I I I'll send you a link when I post this and uh, and th- thank you again. Thank you. All right. Have a good night, man. Thank you. See you.